All right, it's day 20, which feels like some sort of milestone. Um, here we are, I guess that's a fifth of the way through, yes. Um, and we're just gonna press on with excerpts from this Enneagram introductions workshop that I teach. And at some point we'll have that uh, ready in full. And I'll of course update you when that is available. But let's dive in. Today, we're going to talk about what the Enneagram is and what it isn't. So what is the Enneagram? Um, I get asked for you know a brief 30-second elevator pitch for this fairly frequently, and I've always hated elevator pitches. It's like if something is worth talking about, it probably is going to take longer than a quick trip in the elevator. But it's also important to be able to distill things down to some very clear, um, concise, coherent definitions. So let's do that with the Enneagram. This is my best go at, um, at an elevator pitch for it. And so when I'm asked, what is the Enneagram? I'll say something like this. Uh, the Enneagram is a personality typing system that combines modern psychology with spiritual and somatic wisdom to describe nine distinct dynamic ways of being in the world. And each of those nine types is characterized by habitual patterned responses and unique motivations. And those arise from a combination of how we think, feel, and behave. Think, feel, and behave. We'll come back to that. And, it, you know, in short, the, the Enneagram gives us language with which to tell our own stories and to translate the stories of others into terms we can understand. And it is one tool of many that can contribute to that. But I think it's a particularly valuable tool. And, you know, I, I always say it can be for anybody at any time, but it's not going to be for everybody at every time. So you know, we hold it loosely, but I think part of what is uniquely valuable about the Enneagram is that these type structures are based on our motivation rather than just our behavior. So it's really more about why we do what we do rather than just what we do, which is what a lot of personality models um, focus more on. But if we know why we're doing what we're doing and can begin to understand that and do some work around that, that's much more adaptable. We can get much farther with, um, with making changes that we want to make and with growing. So that's important to acknowledge up front. And even in a more basic sense, maybe I should have started with this, the actual word Enneagram might sounds strange, but it's simply just a Greek word that means nine-sided figure or shape. So that describes the symbol itself that this model is built on. And of course, the symbol itself has been used to categorize things into nine groupings in a whole host of ways. People have traced this back thousands of years, being used in different communities to um, to model and explain different realities. But what we're talking about is the, the modern Enneagram of personality, uh, which uses this symbol, which has also been used um, in other settings. So that's a little bit about what the Enneagram is. And let's also talk about what it is not. 
I think that is equally important. So first things first, it's not putting you in a box. This can be some pushback that that we get from people, uh, even some pushback from me initially, um, as excited as I was to discover the Enneagram. You know, some of us just by nature of our personality don't want to be um, boxed in and just have this suspicion that any one system or model could fully get us. And of course, it can't to a degree. I mean, humans are endlessly complex and nuanced, and it's important to um, it's important to acknowledge that. And and each human is a unique, never before experienced entity. And I'm I'm not challenging that. What the Enneagram can do is kind of show us the box that we have been operating in and give us a map for a way out of it if and when we're looking for that map. So it's not putting us in a box, but it's showing us how we've been limited by this personality like we were talking about yesterday, which is in its own way kind of existing in a box. And uh, so it's it's not reductive. It's not um, supposed to be this restrictive way of categorizing people into these very, um, cookie cutter boxes. That's not what it's supposed to be about. Second of all, it is not an excuse for your behavior. So the, the purpose of the Enneagram is not to figure out your type and then use that to justify problematic behaviors. I don't get to throw a temper tantrum as a 31-year-old because I'm a four and I have big feelings. That's just, and then just say, oh, well, I, I'm a four, so that's just me. Um, it's important for me to figure out how to communicate those feelings appropriately in the context that I'm in. You don't get to just... Um, have an angry outburst and be like, well, I'm an eight, deal with it. And of course, there's a version of that for each of us. Um, and and th- that is not, that's not a helpful or healthy way to use the Enneagram. So not an excuse for our behavior. Third, the Enneagram is not simple. That may or may not be clear to you at this point. If it is not clear, it will be. Uh, this is an endlessly complex system. People have been teaching for 50 plus years and still teach new content every year. I mean, there's just, there's always more and always further that you can go with it. And so it's important to just acknowledge that complexity up front and not think that we can reduce this um, and use this in simplistic or reductive ways. Fourth, uh, this is not a game, but it is fun. I have never taught a workshop in which we didn't laugh a whole, whole lot. And you know, a huge part of this whole Enneagram thing being worth it and and being helpful is how it can help us to take ourselves less seriously, um, to do some serious work where it's called for, but to, to be able to laugh um, at ourselves and with ourselves and with others. And so it's, it's not a game and it can be really harmful when it's used that way, um, but it is and can be and should be at least a lot of the time, quite a bit of fun. And then finally, the Enneagram is not a tool to help you fix other people. So this is first and foremost personal work, because at the end of the day, the only person that you can do anything about that you have any control over to change is yourself. So that really is and and should be 
the focus of this work. Of course, it helps to know the type of others, to understand their patterns, and to be able to hopefully use that understanding to adjust our own behavior compassionately and to have conversations that that help us learn to live and relate better together. But it's not something for you to use in manipulating others' behavior or fixing what you see as other people's problems. And um, that is not an uncommon avenue into the Enneagram. But uh, if it got you here, I hope that maybe you can shift a bit of the perspective um, back toward yourself as a mirror and, and start there. You might find that it helps fix some of the problems you're concerned about, but it, it has to come from uh, your side of the fence first. That's a, a metaphor Suzanne Stubill uses a lot. You know, you got to do the work that's on your side of the fence. Um, and at the end of the day, that's really all you can control anyway. All right. I think we're going to break there for the day and get back to this tomorrow by talking more about, you know, now that we know what the Enneagram is, what it isn't, what it can do for us, uh, why the Enneagram anyway. And then we'll move into kind of terms and logistics and summarizing uh, the nine types. All right. Thanks for listening. Talk to you next time.